Yes, it is Wednesday, February 8. This is the Big Sports Breakfast on Sky Sports Radio. If you are just tuning in, squads announced for the trials, the first official trials ahead of the NRL season this weekend. Squads of up to 28 allowed in this new pre-season challenge where $100,000 of the prize money is up for grabs. Test Eve there in Nagpur. The pitch... Expect turn. No shock there. And expect Cameron Green not to play as well. So a big selection decision to be made whether Matt Renshaw or Peter Hanscom will play there at number six for Australia tomorrow. Uh, in the NBL, Sydney Kingstar Xavier Cooks has won the Andrew Gaze tro- Trophy for most valuable player as well. Just some news also in boxing in the Telegraph today. Tim Zhu. Uh, is set to fight American Tony Harrison for the WBO Super Welterweight title on March 12 here in Sydney, Kudos Bank Arena. So uh, good to have a big fight here in Sydney town. So Exciting, that. That will know. be. And that's one of the belts because uh, Jamil Charlo's been inactive. He's had to vacate that belt. So that's why with Charlo trying to recover from a broken hand, uh, Zoo has taken this fight in the interim. Harrison's the only fighter to ever beat Charlo. Big risk for Timmy Zoo because he's got everything on the line. But again, he believes that he needs to get that ring rust out. He, he wants to fight. And I take my hat off to him because when you do this, you've got to back your ability. And if he beats uh, this fellow, then he gets Charlo again. He, he'll think he'd be better prepared for that. But he's zooming up the ranks, Timmy Zoo. Uh, but to hold a quality fight like this out here in Australia is is big for boxing. And boxing's just had a really um, coming through a, like a special sort of time in Australia yeah, it's at the been moment. A golden isn't it? period, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, there's a lot of good boxers around. The sport a lot was of good dead promotion. at one point. Well, or dying. Yeah, it was dying. Mm. But now there's a lot of interest. A remember, lot of interest with a lot of fighters. Remember the Denny Green Paul Briggs fight? <laughs> that was a dark moment. But anyway. <laughs> We've had some good fights since, no doubt about that. Uh, we've got Dean Young coming up shortly, the Cowboys' assistant coach. And, uh, well, they're coming off an incredible season, Loz, to say the least. And when you look at their squad, can you really see them going backwards? They've lost only really, I guess, of note, Hamaso, Tabuai Fado and Tom Gilbert. Uh, they've gone to the Dolphins. Um, oh, they've got Luciano Leilua stood down at the moment yeah. as well under the no-fault stand-down policy, which is a bit of a blow for them. But overall, their squad is essentially intact. And they were the the real surprise packets, weren't they? In no one's, well, externally anyway, in no one's top four, probably top eight heading into last season. Well, they won't slip under anyone's guard this year. Um, no way. Because what they were able to achieve was very, very good. They played some great football. And the development of the young players was very special because a lot of those young players got an opportunity and they improved as the season went on. Uh, The big challenge for the Cowboys will be getting that improvement again and seeing what the difference is this year compared to last year and whether they're prepared to work hard again because I'm sure they worked extremely hard in the off-season last year. Um, They played some really good football. Sometimes as a young player, you can just turn up thinking it's going to happen again without putting in that hard work. So I'll be interested to hear, Dean, how these blokes, some of these blokes have come back from the World Cup, shorter preparation this year, whether they've come back in good shape and mentally where they're at. Morning, Dean. How are we going? Yeah, really well, thanks, mate. Great to have you on the show again. And uh, we'll just mention that your squad is largely intact. You get James Tamo back in the squad as well. 
Uh, overall, though, what gives you the confidence, Dean, that you'll build off last season where, oh, let's face it, externally last season, the expectations were low and it was a sensational season? Yeah, look, we're, we're obviously um, pretty happy with the direction that the club is heading. Um, but we weren't really happy with the way last year finished, to be honest. We fell short. and um, We were up 20 to 12 with 20 minutes to go at home. So, you know, and we got beat. We normally put those games away and normally kick at that stage. So um, we're still all disappointed the way it finished, but uh, we've, we've worked really hard in the, in the pre-season. And I know the, the players are really looking forward to the trial games. They're a bit overtraining now, as are the, the staff. So we're excited about this weekend, our first game against the, the Dolphins. Well, Dino, you speak about the lesson you got out of that game against Parramatta, where you were only one game away from, from winning the competition. But as a season, what did the club and the team take out of it, and how do you take that next step? What we learned from last year is we've got an identity now, and um, you know our identity's built around competing. And um, I think we represented the community up here really well. And uh, whether we won the game or lost the game, everyone knew that the Cowboys gave their best last year, and that's what it's all about. Um, this year we need to get better. As I touched on, we fell short, so our aim is to go one more. And, to do that, we had to start the process all over again and right back from the beginning, and that's what we did day one of preseason. And we've built nicely. We we haven't had as long this preseason because we obviously went to the grand final qualifier um, the year before we missed the semi. So our preseason hasn't been as long, but we've upped the ante in those weeks that we've had, and um, we're in pretty good shape. The the club was rewarded last year with a number of young players uh, getting representative honours, and some of those players went away on a World Cup, so they have a shorter preparation coming into this season. I'm just interested to see what their attitude is like, what type of fitness they've come back in, and um, how much improvement are you going to get out of them again this season? Yeah, the guys like uh, Nenai, Ruben Cotter, uh, Murray Tuolangi. Yeah, look. We spoke about before the ball was kicked last year that um, if you give yourself to the team, um, good things happen. And that's what the boys did last year. They fully gave themselves to the team. And on the back of that, you you get to win games. And on the back of that, you get players in rep sides and blokes get new contracts and um, you get rewards. And we got plenty of blokes that got rewards. And at the back end of the year, we had a fair few in the World Cup and um, they represented our club really, really well. And they've come back in good nick and hit the ground running, it's not, um, they haven't walked in the doors thinking that, you know, you know they're, they're killing it, which is mm. what can happen, Loz, as you, you touched on before I got on, they've come back hungry because we're not satisfied with where we finished last year. Uh, Dean, you mentioned trial game obviously this week against the Dolphins and, and the boys obviously sick of training. How do you get that balance as, a, uh, as part of the coaching staff to sort of push the boys so they do start the season as, in, you know, as primed as they can be, but also mentally making sure they're fresh and ready to play rather than fatigued? Yeah, look, we, we talk about it as a group, you know, we want to be consistent and part of being consistent is doing the same thing over and over and uh, some people view that as boring but um, you know the elite sports people in the world get joy out of doing the same thing and getting better so uh, we have discussions about that Um, we do have a challenge up here with the heat so Clarky we've got to manage our training in terms of we start pretty early up here and Tuesdays we train in late afternoon to try to avoid the heat Um, but we've got a great performance staff and uh, we're all on the same page, so we know we'll be primed 
when the uh, when the season starts. Do you see that as a, as a positive, Dino? The fact that because it's so hot up there, you don't know what's coming during the season. And again, I'd imagine as the season goes through, the the fatigue sets in. But because your prep has been in, you know, significantly hotter than than other parts of of Australia. Um, you know, the likes of Canberra and things like that. D- does that actually help you come mid-season? Oh, look, I believe it does. I-, I believe if you put yourself out of your comfort zone, you know, yeah, that's yeah. the best way to grow and um, obviously build mental resilience. And we're out of our comfort zones pretty much the whole preseason because mm-hmm. it is stinking hot up here. Um, but we always speak about we-, we feel like we've got an advantage when we play at home because of the conditions, but we only get that advantage if we hold the ball. If we don't hold the ball, well, we're going to be pretty tired and gassed as well because of the conditions. So we need to make sure that we're playing the game the right way. And uh, we've got three uh, home games out of the first four games and it's going to be hot and we need to use that to our advantage. We're speaking with Cowboys assistant coach Dean Young. And, uh, well, Dean, with that, I guess, shortened preseason for particularly a lot of World Cup players, etc., you've named, uh, I guess, a lot of squad players in the 28 for this trial against the Dolphins on Sunday, give us a name or two of, you know, some emerging talent maybe for us to keep our eye on because he certainly unearthed some last season. Yeah, I suppose that come from the year before. We we obviously had a tough year, my first year up here. And, um, you know, with the club made a decision, we're going to look towards the future. And we played a lot of young players before they were ready. And that probably helped us last year. And uh, we've got some great young players that have come through our system. And uh, there's a kid named Thomas Chester who's, uh, going to be playing fullback this this uh, weekend, and um, he could probably play anywhere. Tommy's real versatile, but I just love the way he competes and the way he turns up the train, and he he rips in and he really wants to get better and he really wants to be a first grader. And you can you can see that um, in players; they they either want it or they don't. And he definitely wants it, so hopefully he puts his best foot forward this weekend. We've spoken about how strong the squad is doing, and in particular, um, you know these these young, talented players coming through. And you, and you signed Jimmy Tamu in the off season when most people thought he was going to retire. Can I ask, mate, why did the Cowboys or why were you keen to to sign him, and, and what type of role was he brought to the club to do? Yeah, look, it's great to have Jimmy back. He obviously uh, played at the Cowboys before and won a grand final with the club in 2015. And um, Jimmy's here to uh, push for a spot in the 17, but he's also a big body. We've got Jordan McLean, who's a tall, big body, and we just thought that we we need some coverage. If Mac is playing representative footy or um, he doesn't play uh, a certain game, and he's also here to guide the young the young players we've got. This year, um, in our reserve grade side, we're, we're going to be having all the players play together, which we haven't had in the past. In the past, we've um, spread our players across, um, you know, the Pride and, and Mackay Cutters and the Blackhawks. This year, they're they're all going to be playing for the Blackhawks. So um, Jimmy's going to be a big part of helping that next generation come through. And we've got some good young forwards, and to have some older guys like Jimmy who's played 300 NRL games. To have his experience is, is, is crucial for their development. Well, Dean, appreciate your time this morning. Hope it's another successful season for you. No worries. Thanks for having me, guys. Well, just over five weeks to the start of the AFL season and uh, the Giants, they had the top pick in last year's draft and they picked up 18-year-old forward Aaron Cadman and he's from Darley, just outside Melbourne there in uh, Victoria and... Uh, 
He's joining us on the line now. Aaron, good morning to you. Good morning, guys. Thanks for having me on. Now, describe the pre-season and the step up to AFL footy so far, Aaron. Yeah, it's um, it's not what I expected. It's a lot <laughs> harder than I expected it to be. But, um, no, it's been really good. It's been super hot, which is a bit different to Melbourne, where I'm from. But, um, yeah, no, it's been, it's been massive. I feel lots of improvement. I'm learning so much from... <clears throat> obviously the new game plan and new coach and stuff like that. So it's it's a real learning space for everyone and um, it's really looking really good. Yeah, Aaron, I was going to ask, what did you expect before you got this opportunity and how much does it change being a part of now the AFL setup versus footy back home? Yeah, it's, I didn't really know what to expect really because okay. obviously coming from what, to training twice a week for an hour and a half to <laughs> basically it's a full-time job. I'm at the club from 7 to 5.30 every day. So, oh God. yeah, it's a bit – I don't know. I didn't really know what to expect. It's a bit of a step up, which, like, you've got to take care of your body. It's like most of it's about recovery and all that and making sure you're on top of all that sort of stuff. But, um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't really know what to expect coming in, I reckon. How have you handled living in Sydney, Aaron? And, you know, you, you, you were the number one draft pick and if you went to a Melbourne club or a you know, club in WA or South Australia, everywhere you, you went, people would know who you are. But what about up here in Sydney? Do you just go about your normal day training? Has anyone recognised you? And how have you found living here? Yeah, no, there's been a, there's been a few. You don't get too many up in Sydney. as Obviously, it's not, not as big as it is in Melbourne, but... Um, yeah, no, I've been recognised by a few people, like only the, the the people who are real big on footy. But, um, yeah, so not too many. And then I'm loving it up in, here in Sydney. I think, like, I think just the weather and the beaches are just really good. And then also I've moved in with basically two more really good mates, so I can't really complain. So I'm pretty lucky. They still put you up in Breakfast Point? No, nah, no, nah, they've changed. This is, this is actually the first year they've oh, changed it. So we're, what a shame. Where, whereabouts are you guys now? We're we're in Jamoin now, so it's it's really good. Like it's, it's in a really good spot, right in the middle, basically. So yeah, yeah I can't complain really. And what about yourself, Aaron? What, what's your strengths as a week? Uh, what's your strength as a player? And what are the areas that the coaches want you to improve on this season? Yeah, I think my strengths would have to be obviously my athletic ability, my marking ability. I think um, the presence I bring up forward. But my biggest strengths, and then um, they've just got me working on. A lot of body work up here as obviously I've got a um, lighter frame like coming in as a skinny key forward. I've got a lot of meats put on me bones. So, yeah, no, I'm just trying to work on my body positioning and, and just trying to gain a bit of muscle and a bit of weight. But, yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. And, and new coach Adam Kingsley, and you spoke earlier about a change of style. Can we expect, you know, the, the, the Giants to play similar to what Richmond played last year? Um, I don't know if you'd say that, but I think what we're going to bring is going to be super exciting. Um, so it's really fast flowing and I think it's going to be really good for the club and really good for the boys. We're all, everyone's really bought into it. So I think it's going to be really exciting to see next year. We're speaking with, no, sorry, Aaron, we're speaking with top uh, draft pick from GWS, Aaron Cadman. Uh, Aaron, just want to ask you about some of your teammates that have had a real impact on you and also specifically, uh, Jason Gilby. Uh, who's been in the the news in the last week or so when it's come to light about, you know, the fact he's been drinking milk instead of water for pretty much the last three years. What's doing? Yeah, it's, um, I've, I've known Jason for a while now, so I'm pretty close with Jason. I actually live with him. And I reckon we go through 
at least two to three liters a day, so it's a bit of a pain. Does he yes. pay for it, or do you have to <laughs> put your hand uh, in Definitely your a milk sponsor <laughs> coming that way for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's um, it's a bit of a pain that sometimes when you wake up in the morning and you go to pour your cereal and there's no milk left. <laughs> but um, it just he just seems to have a glass of milk with every meal he has. So I don't know, it's it's a bit weird, but if it works for him, it works for him. Yeah. Aaron, tell me about being number one draft pick. What ex- what what is what pressure comes with that and the expectation? I'm sure you've, you know, yourself. You have got your own expectations. You want to, you know, chase your dreams and achieve those goals. But what about outside pressure? Do you feel any part of that? Yeah, well, there's obviously that outside pressure. But I think I think I kind of look past all that. I don't really buy into that sort of stuff too much, especially at the club here. Like, yeah, I I don't feel like I overrank anyone at all like I think like I feel like we all just fit in here perfectly so I don't know I just, I haven't really bought into all that pressure from the outside I'm sure when games come it'll it'll heat up a little bit more and how I play but um as of right now that I don't really feel too much of it mm. is there one player in particular you're most excited to run out with this year I think um hopefully if he can get fit I can't wait to run out with hopefully Finn Callahan um he's been really good for me as I've come to the club just keeping me on top of things, and he works harder than anyone. So it's good to take a couple of leaves out of his book and, and just see how he goes about it. So I can't wait to play against him uh, alongside him. And Sunday, March 19, Giants v Crows there at Giants Stadium in round one. What are the indications so far that, you know, you could be there on that uh, day? I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. It's, you don't really know until it happens. So I don't know. Obviously, I've got a long way to go with, with everything I'm working on and, and I've got to work through a lot with all the coaches and whole new game plan to last year and everything. So still a long way to go, but um, I've got my fingers crossed, crossed and hopefully um, I can make a debut round one, but we'll have to wait and see. Well, Aaron, uh, yeah, a lot of anticipation to see you on the park. Looking forward to it. Good luck, enjoy, and uh, we'll chat soon. Thank you guys very much. Thanks for having me on. Aaron Catman there, top pick in the draft from last year. I'll tell you what was... He sounds 18 or 28. <laughs> sounds like he's got a great head on his shoulders. Good player. Have you seen any of these highlights? I've seen highlights. a couple, yeah, yeah, when he was drafted. Yeah, yep. very, very mm. talented young man. Um, obviously needs to get a little bit bigger mm. uh, because if you're going to be a key position player, you're playing on some experienced men, but he's going to be a beauty for the Giants. The, the Giants, like they've, you know, they've got a new coach this year and you look at their short history, they've lost two number one draft mm. picks. John Patton went to the Hawks. Yeah. Tom Boyd went to the Bulldogs. Well, that's why I asked you can him about, basically add Jeremy Cameron there as that's well. That's why I asked him about living in Sydney because you get a good mm. indication straight away when you hit the ground. Because if you, you know, most people get homesick, but most people fall in love with Sydney or they don't like Sydney because it's too mm. hectic, too fast. And uh, you know, he said he's loving it here. Uh, you know, getting to the beaches and having a, a really good good time. That's a bonus for the Giants, I think, that he settled in so quickly. At the NBL Awards last night, and Xavier Cooks of the Sydney Kings was given the Most Valuable Player Award. So the Andrew Gaze Trophy to Xavier Cooks. Uh, other awards, the Best Defensive Player, Antonius Cleveland of Adelaide, Most Improved for the second year in a row, Most Improved, Keanu Pinder. From the Cairns Taipans, the coach of the year, Chase Buford, finished third. And it was given to former Kings coach, now with the Cairns Taipans, after they went from, well, second last on the ladder to third, uh, Adam Ford. Uh, there, the coach of the year. The all-NBL first team was Xavier Cooks, Mitch Creek, Bryce Cotton, 
Uh, Milton Doyle from Tasmania, the Jack Jumpers, and Derek Walton Jr., also of the Kings, making the all-NBL first team. There's some FA Cup action on this morning. All these games are at halftime. Uh, Burnley and Ipswich, 1-1. Fleetwood and Sheffield Wednesday is scoreless. Grimsby leading Luton Town 3-0, and Sheffield United leading... Oh, and Wrexham is scoreless, sorry at uh, halftime in their tie this morning. Now we've got uh, Peter Snowden coming up shortly and plenty of horses to talk about uh, and starting with the English Millennium this weekend where the Snowdens have divine glory, uh, which yesterday drew 11, which would come into eight with the emergencies out. It's a 50 to one chance. Uh, Just some of the moves in that race. Well, the favourite... Learning to fly has been 280 to 290 since yesterday. Drew wide, drew 19. Uh, a firmer in the market is Kundalini. It's been eight into seven since last night. And uh, Kundalini has a good gate in barrier five. And Fasil, which has the inside draw, $11 yesterday is a $9.50 chance this morning. So uh, plenty to talk about with Peter Snowden. Also Kings Gambit, Don Corleone in for the Piero Plate at Ramwick. Also the Blue Diamond Prelude uh, down south. So uh, plenty of options there for the Snowdens. In fact, we're going to speak to Peter Snowden just after the 8 o'clock news this morning. Uh, now give us a call, 135353. Send us a text, 0419767. Uh, 272, and uh, looking ahead to this first test tomorrow in Nagpur uh, between Australia and India, and the market with Tab, as you can imagine, has the Indians uh, pronounced favourites on their home deck. In fact, they've firmed this week. They've been $1.90 into $1.70, probably firmed after the pitch uh, was viewed by the Australians there yesterday as well. Australia out to $3.60. The draw is $5. So this starts 3 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. I think Fox and KO uh, having the test match there. So, geez, it's a good time slot, isn't it, for us? Awesome. 3 be, to what, 10? Yeah, I'll be watching oh. majority of I I just think it's going to be a great series. I, I, there's part of me that... I just... I know the toss is important, but if we can just have a little bit of luck there, I don't know. Um, we shot I know the last Loz, time, well, and I know Loz, you're a lot more skeptical about our batting. Yeah, but oh, I just feel like we're our top, our top six or top, our top five are as experienced as I think we have ever taken to India. Mm. My, my concern will be if we lose. Early wickets, we could be rolled for a small score. Yeah, well, if it's a turn, if it's a turner as well, yeah, it's it's hard to start. Like if you go, yeah, we really need. So if Smith, Lavashane, or Warner, Warner, Kawaja, Smith, Lavashane, even if you go those four, let's just say Travis had struggled a little bit Mm. in subcontinent conditions, but if you just go those four, like I try and think of even we go back to two thousand and four when we won, we had Hayden Langer. Uh, who batted at three? Because Ricky didn't play the first four test matches. Damian Martin was four. He had a great series. Darren Lehman was five. I batted yeah. six. Who have I missed there? Maybe Cat. Maybe Simon Cadditch batted at three. So even if you look at that top four, Hayden, Langer, Cadditch, and Martin, you look at this top four, Kawaja, Warner, Labashane, Smith, mm. mate, that's, that's a very good top four that we currently have. You got... Labashane's number one batter in the world. Yep. Steve Smith's in the top five. Dave Warner's in the top ten. Kawaja just got 
Alan Border, uh, um, Test Player of the Year. Yeah. Man, that's that's a good start. So would I be fair to say Smith's the best player of spin yes, in that four? definitely. How do the other three go? Or the other three have improved out of sight. Uh, I think the left-handers will find it probably a little bit more difficult, but Kawaja's improved. Remember, his first two were to Sri Lanka. He got dropped. So he's improved against spin, definitely. Dave to... Warner play. I think Dave Warner plays spin pretty well. Yep. I think he's spent probably the most amount of time in Indian conditions as well. Um, and he goes there now in form. Uh, and Labashane, I think Labashane plays spin pretty well. My only worry with Labashane, he's a big sweeper. And he sweeps against the spin as well as mm. with the spin. In the subcontinent, sweeping early, get a little bit of extra bounce. That could bring that top edge in. And against the spin, he's very hard. Very hard to play against the spin in India, yeah. especially at the start of your inning. So, but, mate, you're talking about, really, those four batters. Are they in the top ten in the world? Mm. Uh, yeah, like but, they're pretty but, close to it, all four of yeah. them. Uh, and I know they go over there and play the IPL and things like that, but it, it's just it's, not the same. Yeah, it's, it's different. different. Test cricket, test, test yeah. matches in their conditions. We always talk about how difficult it is for touring teams to come here and play True. in our conditions. True. When they're not familiar with spinning wickets, dust mm. bowls, which they'll produce, that's for me, I just look at that and go, oh dear. Yeah. And our record in India. It's not great. No, it's it's. But our record in. But I, see, that's why I feel. That's why I'm so excited about the next eight months of cricket because our record in India we haven't won since 2004. Mm. Our record in England we haven't won since 2001. So imagine if this team can win both those series. Oh, uh, that'd be amazing! Un- if we could win amazing, both these series, yeah. that'd be amazing. In the way that England are playing at the moment, yep. and the that's talk what, that's around what's so exciting. This is ball yeah. changing the world, <laughs> changing the world. <laughs> but, but me, I reckon. Uh, look, I, I'm more looking forward to the Ashes, me personally, but I'm looking forward to this Test series just to actually see where we're at. Are we as good as we think we're going? That's all, because I, you know, we we, we can smash. West Indies and smash Pakistan and smash South Africa out here in Australia. Yeah, this what, is what, what can challenge. we do overseas? Okay. All right. Well, we're about to find out. Yeah. One more sleep. Yeah. This is the team for which was your first test, yeah, of course, Pup. Uh, Langer, Hayden, Kadich, Martin, Lehman, Clark, Gilchrist, Warren, Gillespie, Kasovic, McGrath. That was the yeah. 11. See, the other, the other one that played a massive role for us, which is probably underrated, was Gilly. Gilly at seven played... Really well in that. He was captain as well. He yeah. played really well in that series. So, can Alex Carey, his role at number seven, you got Travis said at five, question mark who's our number six going to be, Alex Carey at seven. So, that five, six, seven is also, you, they can't sit there and be going, oh, okay, our top four, someone will make 100 every time they walk yeah. out and bat, because that's not going to be the case. We're going to need that five, six, seven as well to... To, someone there has to have a crack over a series. Gee, it was a good Indian side too. Mate, like Saywag, Dravid, Ganguly, Laxman, Yuvraj, Kumble, Harbhajan, Zahi Khan. Wait, was Tendulkar? And wasn't there Sachin the first missed test. the first test. Wasn't there the first test. Not sure what the deal was there, Pup. Oh, he, he would have had that um, tendonitis. Remember he had that really bad elbow? Elbow tendonitis. Mm. I don't know. Um, what's it called? I saw a bit he of you missed on a TV lot of cricket. yesterday playing your first test match. A bit of me. Yes. I watched a bit of Oh, it. they show on Fox. Yeah, on, on some, Fox, yeah. yeah. Okay, showing the glory days. Yeah, you scored 100 on debut. And um, Gilly, 
Ewan Gilly put on a big. Gilly, I think Gilly got. A, did Gilly get a hundred in that Test match? Yeah, in uh, the first Test, hundred and four, well, yeah. hundred nine yeah. balls. Yeah. Partnership with yourself, yeah. but yeah, Tendulkar came back for the third Test. Yeah, so we had so that. He missed the first two, oh, and by right. then, well, Ricky missed the first three. Tests. Ricky only played the last Test, yeah. the fourth Test. Um, yeah. uh, Usman Khawaja has actually never played a Test in India. No, he was on got tour dropped, in 2013 yeah. well, and 2017. Yeah, well, that was hasn't uh, played a test in India. I remember the conversations um, around that at the time, and a lot of and I and I, I was one of them saying, well, "Hang on, why are we dropping him in Sri Lanka? How do we expect him to get better? Because he's a good enough player. He's going to go to India at some stage, mm. so let him play that entire series. Like you, I think Ricky Ponting's first series against India in India, he averaged four. Oh, that was the O one, the yeah. famous series where he, you know. So if if it's yeah. good enough, like Harbajan had him, but that's a good example. Like <laughs> yeah. Ricky really struggled in those conditions, but then as he kept going and playing there, he found a way. I think Usman was the same at the start of his career. I wish we just let him play that series against Sri Lanka. If, whether he failed or succeed, it would have helped him. Where now it's taken Uzi a long time for the selectors to go. Okay, well let's let's give him a crack now. But so it's, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how he goes. But he's certainly improved his game against spin bowling. There's there's no comparison now to how he plays. He's got more options. He's more confident with his game. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how he goes. And, yeah, we have got a lot of left-handers. So, you know, that's something that India will focus on. But, like I say, that, that top four is as good a top four as you're getting in world cricket at the moment, in my opinion. Well, we'll see. And we will see. We're going to need more than those top four, though, to win the yep. series. We're going to need someone at five, six, seven to Someone's also get some runs here as well. Get some runs because, yep. yeah, that's yeah, very important. Kurt, good morning. G'day, Jared. G'day, Loz. Pup, how you all going? Long time no here, eh? Happy yeah. New Year. Yeah, same to you, fellas. Same to you. Been a long time since we bloody caught up, Loz. And oh, I know that, Kurt. Where long, you been, buddy. mate? Too What's long. been happening? How was your Christmas? Yeah, it was really good, thanks, Loz. Nah, just nice and relaxing. Had a few beers with family and that. We watched the Boxing Day test and, of course, the Big Bass. Been watching a fair bit of that as well, you know. Like, um, been watching it with great interest, you know. Like, um, like what you have been talking about too, like Usman Kawaja. Has he been really going? Like, been how's fire, he been going? He? Yeah, he's been good. Yep. How do you reckon we'll go over there in India, Curdy? I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what, Loz. It's going to be a very, very tough series. Yep. Like, Every every day of the week, India are going to be very very hard to beat. But if we keep playing the way we the way that we have been playing, anything can happen. Anything's possible. I think it's going to be a very very tight series over there. Now, Curdy, I I know about your footy career, but yep. tell me, do you did you ever play cricket? Yep, I did. You I did. did. Yeah, I played my first great first game of cricket when I was ten years of age, and I was in year four in Narendra. We played in the junior cricket comp. Yep. And yep, yep. And did you play that all the way through or did you give yep. it up? No, 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 no. Nope. I played it all the way through. Uh, I even played high school cricket. Yep. Um I had a bit of a break when I was about eighteen, if that's correct. I was eighteen years of old. eighteen years of age. Yep. I actually had a couple of years off. And um but let me tell you, I've had some good memories playing cricket over the years. Oh, that's good, mate. Oh, that's good. Now what what about the footy down there this year? Yeah, well I'm actually How's it all looking? I, Ah, uh, look, it's pretty good, Loz. Like, um, like honestly, I've got a lot to look forward to because I just recently moved um, down to Collie Ambly for an indefinite period of time. And, and no word of a lie, I've been in contact with Darlington Point, Collie Ambly yep. Rugby League Club and letting them know that I'm going to be playing this year and I'm looking forward to You're it. You're playing and, again? 
Yeah, yep. love oh, it, yeah. Curdy. Oh, love it, buddy. Well, Long they, time retired, they're, they're mate. Group twenty, aren't they, Darlington Point? Yes. yes are they, they still are. the Roosters? Yep. yep, they sure are. Yep. That's right. Jeez. Collie Ambley's not too far from Geraldery. Oh, there you but, go. Uh, yeah. There you well, go. That's, exa- that's exactly right. And, and the fact that you know, Collie Ambley holds a special place in my heart because I'll tell you something now. No word of a lie. My first, my first ever AFL game for Collie Ambley. Like I played rules. When I was growing up too, but my first ever game to Collie Emily, we played Varela out of Varela. Yeah. I got BOG and I kicked the only goal in reserve grade that oh. day. It was in July 2017, it was. Oh, you're a legend, Curdy. You it. are a good man. Good to chat to you, Curdy. We'll yeah, chat no, soon. Same. Yeah, no, sounds good, mate. Looking forward. And just before you go too, I'm actually going to be in Germany to watch the game and be looking forward to catching up with you in Germany later this month, Log. I will see you there, Curdy. Should be a I good afternoon. Wait. Coach Daly. Hopefully it's not too hot. <laughs> oh, hopefully it's not. And, hope, and, mate, look, let me tell you, I'm looking forward to a few beers after the game in Juno that <laughs> night with a sports and function and that. Good on you, Curdy. See you then, mate. I'll catch us later, eh? See, See you, you mate. champion. Got to get your tickets, pup, for the big sports breakfast lunch. How much? And as being confirmed, Graham Arnold's one of the guests. How much? I don't know. Oh. Got to go to the ATC website, find no. out. One ninety five, I think. Well, that's a, all encompassing. If you're a football package, all afternoon. What time start? I think it's midday till four. So free food, free drink. Yeah. Uh, the, then I'm not paying that unless I know the guests. Graham well, Arnold. Graham one. Arnold. Okay. More being confirmed. Okay. How many people can we hold? Don't know. Can I don't we have give, all the answers? Can we give something away? If I'm paying that money, I want. I want to. Is there a meat raffle? Give us a meat tray. I want a meat tray. You've got to be able to win something if you're paying 200 bucks. I love how you do this to me. Come on. Go to the ATC website. Okay. Mm. Well, how about we donate a prize? Come on, let's come up with something now. I did the red shoes last oh, year. Am I doing geez. another pair of shoes? Hey. Yeah, that's right. Oh. T-Bez. Uh, to, to... Oh, give me a day. Give me, let, me, let me get okay. home today and see what I can find. I'll to... donate some sort of prize. We need to create another competition for someone to win it then. Um, so yep. it's on again, Friday, Feb 24. That's just over two weeks away. So you've got to get in and get your tickets. Uh, it's at the wing stand at Royal Randwick. So change in venue there at the ATC and uh, just get your tickets, get your tables organised. AustralianTurfClub.com.au. AustralianTurfClub.com.au. Gene, you're going to June either next day. I'm going to a wedding in Kiama. We've got a big I'm, weekend. I'm going to be hung over on the couch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just deciding actually whether I drive down... Saturday or drive down straight after the lunch. Dilemmas. Mm, dilemmas. Uh, anyway. Brad Davidson. Good, good luck with it. Good luck. <laughs> good morning, mate. How are you? Good morning, guys. How are we going? Yeah, really well, thanks. So you're diving into the sixty-five all-in for Enemo for the Apollo this weekend. Oh, I think I'll uh, I think I'll sit back and, and wait and see what sort of field comes out this uh, this afternoon for the Apollo. But just great to continue to have these good horses come back, guys. Obviously, we had half cabin remark last weekend. Now we've got Animo, um, who, as you said, nice and short there. Look, he, he is beatable. He, he showed that last ring. I know he's probably towards the end of it when he was beaten there before a break. But, um, look, he gets the job done generally, doesn't he? But not by big margins. So... Uh, yeah, I think he's one that you kind of wait and just see how that field sort of stacks up. Um, there's a few there that 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 have uh, a lot of talent too, so we'll wait and see how it pans out. But uh, looking forward to seeing uh, yeah that field and and the rest of them are shaping up to be rippers this weekend. Yeah, I see she's extremes out for the autumn. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, a tendon injury there, Loz. I think it was, so she'll uh, miss the 
missed the autumn carnival. We've lost a, a few lately. Hatotsu obviously retired, and um, we always lose a few at this time of the year that are getting their preparations ready for the autumn, and unfortunately mishaps. And uh, yeah, we'll miss we'll miss uh, she's extreme this autumn. Of course, won the Oaks back in in Melbourne in the in the spring, and probably should have gone very close to winning the spring champion as well. We can get a lot of luck there. So. But look at uh, the lighting is shaping up to be a cracker this weekend if they all accept and run. Likes of in secret zoo gotcha, um, a stack of fillies there that are that are really shaping up to be exciting horses uh, this autumn. So we'll again uh, looking forward to seeing how all that shapes up uh, at around what ten o'clock this morning. Uh, now the ore, the first group one of the calendar year down south this weekend as well, and uh, that market with Tab has I'm Thunderstruck at three fifty, Jackano's three eighty. This is all in, of course. Uh, Tuvalu six dollars fifty, Mister Brightside at nine nine fifty, and longer the rest. But it's shaping up to be a belter as well. Yeah, exactly. That uh, that first group one's always uh, always a, a sign of what's to come, and uh, this one's going to be a cracker. Um, Jackano obviously just got the job done fresh in a photo finish receipt. Uh, I'm Thunderstruck's been prepping up beautifully for this race as well, so it looks to come back uh, particularly well, and Tuvalu and a few others there that uh, did good things in the spring, so uh, barriers will be look, you know, some some degree of importance and never, uh, they're always overplayed a little bit sometimes, but um, as we see with the even the English Millennium in Sydney, you know, a few of the favourites have drawn wide, but uh, if they can they can get into the, the running line and, and get a bit of cover, then, uh, then that'll be fine. Sometimes you it's not that bad drawn wide because you stay out of trouble out there and sometimes when you're drawn inside you can you can find trouble if you don't lead and you can get held up at a crucial stage. So uh yep, we'll see how the C four lines up as well. What about today at Warwick Farm? Uh, look I, I thought there were a couple there that looked hard to beat. Uh, race two, the Godolphin horse par A, uh, returns his colt. Looks a good race, but um love the way he's trial leading in and I thought he'd get a, a nice run for J Mac who looks to have a particularly strong hand at at Warwick Farm today, and I thought he was uh, very hard to beat. And the other one there was, uh, just let me get the number for you. So race two, number one, and race four, number two, Handsome. Also another ride there for J-Mac uh, draws well. Just got too far back there in Saturday grade last time out. Back to midweek grade, J-Mac on good gate. Um, out to 2,200, I think, suits as well. Okay, race two, number one, Paray. Uh, $1.80 and race four, number two, handsome, $2.50 with Tab as it stands. Have a good day, mate. We'll chat tomorrow. Look forward to it. Cheers, guys.